Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie, and on today's episode, I have the awesome Katie Snooks on talking about some advice from uh, self proclaimed serial daters that we are. <laughs> um, we give some dating advice, uh, probably mostly bad. Um, and I also talk to Kalanja Balfour, the sex entrepreneur, the sexpreneur, sex sexpreneur. She's definitely tried to tell me how to say that word, and I have yet to figure it out. Uh, anyway, hope you enjoy. Um, let us know if you do on the Instagram, all that stuff. Tell a friend, it really helps us out. And yeah, enjoy. Love you, bye. Okay. Hi, Jamie. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm bloody great. Uh, oh, so- sweet. <laughs> we are both um, self-proclaimed uh, serial daters, or I was a while ago. I'll get onto that. I was a serial dater. I wouldn't say I am anymore. Same. Um, yeah, same for you yeah. for different reasons. Actually, let's <laughs> yeah. let's cover that now then. So, why are you no longer a serial dater? Because I found the one. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I found him on Hinge. Would you, nice. would you believe it? Nice. Hinge is a nice wholesome app for finding you know, nice partners. So yeah, yeah, it was my favorite one out of the bunch. Yeah, I would say Hinge, Tinder, Bumble happen in order of preference. Hinge, Tinder, Bumble happen. Okay, so interest interesting that you've put uh, Bumble under Tinder. See, I would have put Bumble quite high on your list if I was picking your favorites because I thought that Bumble was for like the nice wholesome people as well, and Tinder was for the like you know. Yeah, so I, I get why you would think that, but I just found it so difficult because you've got the time limit on it and the girl has to talk first, which is great, but I, yeah, I just found it more stressful. Okay. Yeah. And also on Bumble, I, I feel like they had loads of really great profiles on there of guys who had now become taken or who weren't right. on the app anymore just to lure you in. and like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bumble just, definitely does that. Actually, I remember when it first came out. Yeah, the first like five profiles you see are all like supermodels, and yeah. then and then it's like the people that actually exist. Like yeah. <laughs> afterwards, yeah. So it's definitely a bit of that. I feel like I have to sort of stand up for Happen a little bit, even though nobody I talk to really likes Happen that much. I yeah. was in. This is as cringy as it is funny. I was in uh, an article for Happen a few years ago as the most swiped right profile on there. Which sounds no. really cool and sounds like a flex, but it's totally not. If I explain, <laughs> so how? That is a claim to fame. You should put that on. <laughs> your I haven't spoken bio. about it on the podcast yet. I definitely should have. But yeah, um, it's it's because the app is like based on location, right? So it's all about people you cross paths. Mm. Um, that was a year that I did loads of touring with my band, so I was in loads of different places. So it obviously like popped up on loads of people's like you know happens, and I got more likes oh. that way. And it was hilarious because I'd have to get the article out somewhere because they had like the it was like the top. 10 most matched uh, guys and girls on Happen. And it was like 10 to 2 were all really attractive guys, like really hot. They had abs, they had like dogs, and they were photographers, and like, you know, all the like dating app tropes. And then there's just me at number one. And I know that everyone that read that was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Why is he there? And I was like, it's just oh, I love like that. the way it works, like, because I travel a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of, that was kind of funny. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty rubbish app. Bless them. I like the idea. It's cool in London because you cross paths with loads of people, but I don't think anyone uses it these days. Yeah, it was it was an interesting one because I remember going to like pubs and seeing a cute guy and then being too scared to talk to them in real life because who does that anymore? Yeah, yeah. Um, and instead get my phone out and like check in on the app. And that like that whole mentality was a bit weird. Yeah. And also like you'd see guys going to work every day past your house and yeah. match with <laughs> yeah. them like 200 times. And then I'd be like, they practically know where I live. So yeah, you could figure it out. They could like triangulate it based on yeah, how they really where you live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually a few people that um, we found out like that we lived opposite each other. Like, and and that was like instant unmatch. Like it was too close oh to God. home for them and me. Like it was like, okay, that's too weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bit odd. I remember one dating app, which I should definitely know the name of, but this was so long ago and it kind of failed and never really took off the ground. I can't remember the name of it, but it was basically like you signed up to these like events that they did and it was free. And it was basically, imagine, imagine happen where it tells you who's crossed your past, but it was in like one venue. So you'd go to like these drinks and like, you'd know that like of the 50 people that are in this pub, 25 of them are on this app. And then you could like see them on the app, like the guest list kind of thing. And then if you swiped them and then they swiped you, then it was like, you can go talk to them. That was a really cool idea. But I went to like their launch event and there was like six people there, me and my friend who I dragged along. And the other four were the people that made the app. (laughs) So I was like, "Ah, they're probably not really looking for anything like that. And my friend was put off by it as well. But that was a really cool idea. Anyway. That's interesting. That's yeah. just reminded me of Raya. Were you ever on Raya? Raya, I am not famous enough to be on Raya. <laughs> oh no! Um, I they declined my application the first time, and then yeah. I finally got on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a massive fan of that either. No one really spoke to each other. I think everyone's on there out of curiosity, just to yeah. see. Well, it, they, they, for people that don't know, Raya was like the kind of the influencer dating app. And it was, yeah, it was people. famous you to, people. Yeah, you have to have a certain amount of followers on social media. <laughs> so stupid. My, um, I really wanted to sign up because my friend matched with Brian Adams. And I just nice. thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. But I, I never found him yeah, on my friend, my friend matched with Ellie Golding. And I was like, <laughs> get me on that app. Um, I'm pretty sure they just pay people to be on the app. Though. <laughs> I don't think they're actually okay. looking. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, never got onto that. Damn it! One day, I just want to. I just want to get onto it. I don't actually want to use it. I just want to be like classified yeah. as good enough to be on <laughs> to be on a famous dating app. God, mm-hmm. what a sad life. Um, so your reason for no longer being a serial date is because you found love. Yours is the nice, the nice wholesome side of things. Mine is the opposite. So I've been on a self-imposed dating ban for about two and a half years, maybe three years now. Love that. And my thing is because the complete flip side to you is that I'm not looking for anything serious. Um, yeah. And I find that like there's a lot of other people that are in a similar boat, especially in London. Um, mm. And if I like kind of dodge the dating part and cut that out, it's better for me. And I find that I meet people that are sort of more into what I'm after, basically like casual hookups. And then eventually they become friends. And most of my best friends are made through that actually. <laughs> but that's besides oh the point. God. So yeah, I kind of like have this, this rule that I don't do that. Um, and it's been really interesting. It's kind of worked as like a filter uh, for people that, you know, are looking for more. If they pull the face that you're pulling now, where I say, I don't want to go on a date, then you can kind of tell like, oh, that's not what they're into. So that's great. And it like saves time. It means you don't have to go on a date and talk about like our wants and needs and whatever. It just like cuts it out. And the people that are like, oh, thank God you said that. I don't want to go on dates either. It kind of is like a shortcut to, you know, what we're both after, you know? That's so interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I like, I love that, but I don't know how I, that just must be so difficult. 
Um, difficult how? Well, you find I end up meeting people that have similar mentalities, I think. So mm. I do meet less people off of dating apps, but the ones that I do meet were on the same page and I, I've gotten a lot more kind of, well, I've, I mean, I'm seeing someone now that I saw in a similar way um, and I've had, you know, loads of friendships come out of that. So I think for mm. me, for me, I find like I meet people of the same mindset rather than, mm. you know, I don't know, but that's my, that's my thing. I know it's a bit weird. Uh, I, I like it. Um, so what I want to talk to you about is because between us, we've probably been on about 4,000 dates. Um, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of DMS from people asking for like dating advice. So I wondered if you had any thoughts on that. I'm expecting you to like pull out a scroll with like your top five dating. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I didn't like in terms of what, because I've got a lot of advice ranging from have a shot before you go on your your date. (laughs) That was what I used to do after, like before every first day, I would have a bottle of Jack Daniels honey. Yeah. And before every first day, I would do a shot just okay. to like, not because I was nervous, but just to take the edge off and like loosen me up a tiny bit. Um, yeah. And I, I liked to use that bottle as a nice measurement for how many dates <laughs> I could do. <laughs> so when I finished it, I was like, okay. Is that is- why your wall is made out of Jack Daniels bottles? I wondered what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, see, that was a really good tip. You know what? I went on a first date with a guy who um, told me before we met that he didn't drink alcohol. Okay. And I'd never been on a date with someone who, who didn't drink before. So I was a little bit nervous about that. And yeah. I'd run out of my Jack Daniels. <laughs> so I got to the bar like 10 minutes early. And I was like, barman, give me tequila. Like, uh. I need something really quickly before this guy gets here. Um, that was a really interesting experience. Yeah. Did you drink on that date? I did, yeah. That's okay. bad, isn't it? I like. I, no, that's I, not I, bad. I, I had one glass of wine with him, and then I think I moved on to yeah. bog, bog standard coke because I just I felt too awkward. Yeah, it is. It is strange. Um, like, yeah, drinking when someone else isn't drinking. I guess especially on a date, so that probably makes sense. But yeah, yeah, and I'm a lightweight as well, so it was probably sensible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other advice? Oh, should we do one each? Yeah. Do okay. You, yeah. I haven't thought of any, but I'll come up with something. Oh. <laughs> my, my, my first one that came to mind then when you were talking about drinking is this is super cliche, but I do think it's, it's probably the, the, the biggest thing you should consider. And it's, it's what I always say to people anyway. Um, be yourself. Now that's super cliche and I, I hate people saying it, but I think that if there's like nerves involved yeah, or if, you're, if you really like this person and you want them to like really like you as well, thing that's going to come across if you don't sort of manage yourself properly is your kind of want to like your like need for them to like you kind of thing and if you start worrying about like if they like you or not then you're going to start being a bit different do you know what I mean and and people like even if they don't know you that kind of stuff like sticks out a mile off you know so I think um for me anyway if I'm nervous I just kind of think well if I just be myself I'm really good at that because that's all I do (laughs) so I'll be nervous about that right and then if they don't like you then nah Oh well, which is very much yeah. easier said than done, but yeah, it is easier said than done. But a good like what I used to do in order to make that a little bit easier for myself was to literally go into each date and just be like, um, like put no pressure on it. So I would say to myself, right, this date isn't going to be the one. He isn't going to be my life partner. We might not fall in love, but I am going to learn something from them. And by saying that to myself, it took all pressure off so that I could be more myself and I did have more fun. 
yeah that's that's my best bit of advice like don't go there thinking that you're going to get hurt or thinking that it might end up like if it does then amazing that's like an added bonus but go and learn something from them from a nice tip like one guy taught me well this is so stupid but he was like all around the world you can see different star constellations and even though that's so obvious I didn't know that you could see different constellations in Australia than you could I actually didn't know that either yeah (laughs) that's true and like I went away from that date being like okay he's not the one but yeah. I learned that awesome fact and yeah, I learned yeah. that I don't want to be with someone who does this or that yeah or, yeah 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 that's that's good I like that yeah I think that kind of leans into my second one mm-hmm. um of uh it's all practice like even mm-hmm. rubbish dates yeah. like like you say yeah you do learn something but also you're getting better at dating um For and sure. one day you might meet someone that like is you know the one or one of the ones as i say i think like mm-hmm. you'll 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 be a lot better at the dating because you've had like 50 failed ones <laughs> in, over the last five years so yeah it's all practice even if it goes awfully at least you know like yeah like you say what not to do and you know a bit more about what you don't like yeah and it's a great story to tell like if it is a massive fail then it's a good story that you yeah. can have a laugh about later yeah on a podcast um, yeah exactly <laughs> i think a good piece of advice would be to make sure that your main values line up and I know that kind of goes against um like take it casually and like don't think that you're going to end up as the one but I think it's really important from the get-go to be like to know if there are any red flags like that you don't agree on whether that be I don't know not I'm not saying you should talk about politics on a first date (laughs) but like in the early stages of a relationship, especially, just like work out common ground and um, see if your kind of values align. Because if you disagree about one thing, that could be a really big downfall later on in the relationship that yeah. you could have easily avoided. If, like, for example, I don't do drugs and I don't really like people who, like, I wouldn't want to date people who does drugs because I've done that and it was awful. Yeah. And um, so if they did do drugs, I would not see them again. Yeah. And that's just values that don't match up. Yeah, yeah, and also there's uh, most apps these days. Hinge, in particular, you can you can mm. list all that stuff. You can say like yeah. I, you know, you can say if you do drugs, you can hide it, but you can also say um, I don't want to match with people that do drugs or drink or yeah. smoke or whatever. Yeah, so that's good to do that ahead of time as well. Yeah, yeah. that's one reason that I really loved Hinge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, my one right, my third one. So this will completely like wave the fuckboy flag. I'm sure you'll agree. But I think okay. this is important for anyone um, is to have an exit strategy. So I've Ooh. been on like awful dates and I made the mistake of being like, yeah, we're going to go here and then we're going to do this and we're going to do this. So like you sort of plan out like the next four, five, six hours with them and then you're nope. stuck. And I've done the whole like friend phone me, pretend like something's wrong. So I have to leave thing. And you haven't, I did that. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm smooth. I can do this. And I, I did it. I was like, Oh no, my, Oh, oh you're locked out the flat. Oh no, I'm, I'll, I'll come home right now. And then is that like, how you did it? Cause that was really <laughs> unconvincing. But that might be why this happened. She was then the girl I was on a date with was then like, that, that wasn't real. Was it? <laughs> and I, and I, I was like, no, yeah, it was. No, it was. Oh no, I'm cringing. Yeah, it was really bad. It was really bad. So, oh no, always have an exit strategy. My, I tend to like. Well, I did when I was dating. I would have like sort of a, a one, two hour window. So, like at worst case scenario, I'd be like, yeah, I'm free between six and eight, but I've got to go meet some friends afterwards. At least if it's awful, you can leave, and if it's great, you can just be like, oh, forget my friends. <laughs> I'm going to stay here. That was really good advice. 
thing especially for girls as well because I feel like it's really difficult to say to a guy like oh I'm not enjoying like it I don't think I've ever done that even if I really wasn't yeah Yeah. um so yeah that's a really good idea or what I would normally do is just be like I would you know what I would even skip out all the small talk on the apps I would just be like do you want to go for a drink like I like your profile um you've answered like my go-to date question which was normally what is your favorite biscuit because that narrow that for me narrowed down a, a lot of people <laughs> really are you judging were... judging who you go on dates with yeah. based on their biscuit oh god what's the what's the like let's go on a date right now biscuit chocolate hobnob nice good i probably agree with that what is the <laughs> never mind i'm gonna unmatch you biscuit plain digestive who says that no one's saying that as their favorite you know biscuit. what one guy said a rice cake, and I was like, I'm bad. <laughs> that is not fucking good. Get off, uninstall the app. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, once they passed that, then I was just like, let's just go for a drink. And a lot of them were like, oh, this is very forward. And I was like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. spend two weeks talking, like making small talk for you when I can literally just go for a drink, know immediately if I like you or not. And if, and if the date's going well, then maybe we can go for another drink somewhere else or, yeah then we can continue it. But I wouldn't sign up for dinner or anything on the first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think um, in general as well, kind of related to what you just said, um, if if there's like no chance of like sleeping on the first day or anything happening, I think you should try and make that as clear as possible because I definitely think mm-hmm. that in today's climate, people have preconceptions on you know how a date goes. So a lot of people have very strict rules on like no sleeping on the first day or at least like no sleep on the first day unless you really like them, stuff like that. But mm. you have to make sure that that's clear and there's no like, even just like, even if you don't say it, just logistically, like don't go for a drink like near your house <laughs> or like, you know. Yeah, that's so true. I do think there'll be a lot of guys and girls that go into this kind of thinking like, oh yeah, this could be it. Like, you know, if this goes well, then I'll end up going back to theirs. Like, um, if that's not for you, I think you should make that clear. Yeah, put it like make the date in a mute, like a location that's in between both of you. I think is the yeah. easiest way to do that. Yeah, and um, pretend like you have plans after. See, it always just comes back to lying. Yeah. <laughs> pretend like you have plans. I can't. I've got to go back because I've got to see my housemate's cousin because they're here yeah. for something like that. Yeah. That's so interesting. You know, I hadn't thought of that because I would never in my head. I would never like. I wouldn't do that. Like I'd go on the date with pubes just because I knew that I wouldn't yeah. speak with that person. Um, but I that's good for you. That's that's a good like. I've, I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm like the same thing. Like you sort of don't sort yourself out to, to, yeah, to remind you know, yourself that you're not going to do anything. Yeah. But I've never thought about making that explicit to the other person. Maybe because I'm a bit naive and I presumed that they wouldn't. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I mean, it, the vibe I get off you is that you're probably going on more wholesome dates than I was. So maybe it isn't as much of an issue for you. <laughs> like I feel like going on a date with you, I'd know that it was going to be a bit more wholesome and like you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, this isn't about sex. Like this is about knowing another human. Gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but each to their own. Um, I've, I my last one. Okay, I'm gonna stop now. Okay. But I got one more. So on. there's a big distinction. So first off, small talk sucks, right? Nobody likes small talk. But the whole like, what do you do for a living? Question is bound to come up. Okay, and that counts as small talk, I think. But I think you sh- there's there's two different things. You sh- you should be interested in it in the answer but don't fake interest. I think the best part yeah. about dating, my favorite bit about dating back when I did it loads was always finding out about like the world through someone else. So you should make sure that you have an interest in like learning about other people's lives. And that means you're, you won't be like faking interest in stuff. So if you ask someone, oh, what do you do for a living on a date? And they're like, oh, I'm an accountant. 
kind of a boring answer, right? But I'd be like, well, what does that actually mean? Like, what does that actually, what do you, the calendars actually do? Like, I think I remember asking someone, like, do you, do you just like count things? Like, so I was a, this was a long time ago. It's <laughs> pretty stupid. Um, but like, I think you need to find the interesting stuff in another person. Yeah. It's why you're on the day anyway. You know what I mean? Don't do small talk. Don't just be like, if they say they're a count and go, oh, cool, well, I uh, work on trains. Um, about this weather eh? (laughs) and don't talk about corona for god's sake in this world (laughs) nobody wants to talk about corona or lockdown anymore it's really boring like yeah yeah. i think yeah learn to like take an interest in other people and what they yeah i like that be a little bit more inquisitive um and i think the other person will be really grateful for that as well like i've had guys on dates just talk about themselves for an hour (laughs) and then remember to ask me a question um, and I will, I'm one of those people that always ask questions on a date. Like I had one guy being like, I feel like I'm being interviewed. Like, <laughs> that that might've been the guy that didn't drink alcohol actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just be inquisitive and ask questions and be curious. I think it's yeah. really endearing and it's a nice kind of trait to have. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, uh, the, the same advice for job interviews can be used on dates, which is like, it's hmm. not, it's not a one way thing. Like you, when you go to a job interview, you're also finding out if that's the kind of job you want to work at. Right. So yeah. I think that should be the same for dates where like, yes, it's a, cause I think people are like, when you think about dates, you're like, how do I present myself to this person? I think mm. that should be a small part of it, but it should also be like, what happens when we bump our two heads together? Like, you know, what mm. kind of conversation happens? So it should be like, it should be as much about who you are and who they are. Um, rather than like, this is my chance to really show off like who I am. Mm. <laughs> I thought it might be a nice idea to finish off with one of our favourite questions on a date. Okay. Like questions to have asked of us or to ask other people? To ask other people because okay. it's really difficult to like, if there's an awkward silence, to know what to ask or um, if you feel really nervous, if you have like a couple of questions prepared that you know you can, that you know will lead on to other stuff. Yeah. So mine is... And I think not only is this a good question because it would get you talking, but also it's a very good way to find out your part, like the guy you're dating or the girl you're dating's priorities in life. So my question would be, what's been your favorite holiday? And I know it sounds so stupid, (laughs) but if they say like, oh, like a mad one in Ibiza, 2007, where I was like popping champagne and shit like that. I'd be like, okay, cool. Like I know, I know what you're, I know what you enjoy doing. Whereas if they're like, Oh, I went to like a really cool holiday, like foodie holiday in Italy where I ate loads of great pizza or I went road tripping around America. Like then you, you kind of know that. Yeah. Feel for the person. Yeah. Yeah. And that will lead on to other holidays and other places you've been in like food and, um, um, similarities, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. My, my question is similar actually, because I think Mm. it really kind of tells you something about the person Mm. Um, that you wouldn't really get through small talk. Um, and this is a proper like, okay, magazine question to ask, I think, but, but I'm a, I like it. Uh, what scares you the most? Ooh. Because I think they can, they can come back with like, Oh my God, spiders. I hate spiders. Go. Or they can be like, you know, death. <laughs> you can get real deep, you know? Um, I think that's quite interesting. I think that that would lead to some interesting conversations. Yeah. That's super interesting. What, what is, what are you most scared of? Oh, we're getting deep. Oh God. Don't flip it around. I'm not on a date with you. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. I ask questions all the time. Go oh, on. No. Um, being sad. Oh. Being sad forever, yeah. Like yeah. long-term sad. That, oh, that is... Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Hopefully it won't happen. 
No, you just have to keep working at it, right? Yeah. What are you most scared of? Um, people vomiting around me. Like <laughs> people being sick everywhere. That's what I'm see, see, that's the, see, there you go. That's the two different kind of answers you can get. Mine was like yeah. deep and existential and yours was yeah. like... No, if I really, yeah, if I really like them, then I'd say my parents dying and that would yeah, be yeah, yeah. a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to get rid of them quickly and just be like, yeah, people throwing up everywhere. Nice. Hey, Calandra. Hi, Jamie. Uh, tell us who you are. So, I am the Brighton sex shop lady, for mm-hmm. want a better word. Uh, I own and run Taboo and Brighton, Taboo and Lust. So, Taboo has got two shops, one in Brighton, one in Hove, and mm-hmm. Lust has got a branch in Gardner Street. And they are two different brands. One is a license, Taboo's brought license, sell DVDs, and definitely more, more the hardcore shop mm. of, the, of the two brands. Okay. And Lust is a female-run, you know, really approachable, female-friendly space. Yeah. So cool. that's what I do. All right, cool. So, yeah, you want to tell us a bit about the kind of people that you sort of encounter when selling this stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wanted to because I think people, when you say that you work in a sex shop, the first question is, oh my God, you must have some really weird customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's it's more the way that we help people that yeah. I find is really interesting that really uh, lights up my day when I'm, when I'm in the shop. Yeah. And th- that really makes it, me want to carry on doing it really mm. you know the fact that I'm helping people yeah so there was um you know I had one woman one day come into the shop and I showed around everything and she was like I've never had a sex toy can you point out some things I just want to feel really good about myself mm. and at the end of it she she bought a few things and she um she leant over the counter and I was like you know we've got a dirty weekend planned mm. And she was like, yeah, with myself. I said, my, my, I've literally just split up with my husband. I found out he was cheating uh, on me. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm divorced. And actually, we've had a really shit sex life for ages. Yeah. I've never tried any of this stuff, but I've booked a hotel room. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to spend it with myself and work out what I like yeah. and get my mojo back. That's amazing. I know. That's so it's cool. so brilliant. Yeah. Like, we literally kissed and hugged. And it was yeah. like, go, girl. That's so good. This Did you see her afterwards? I I'd, didn't. I'd love to know what happened. I think she but. just <laughs> went off into the sunset and the rest of history. Yeah. Brilliant. But, you know, something like that, uh, meeting somebody who has decided out of a bad situation that they need to find and come to terms with their own sexuality and put their mm. pleasure first mm. is wonderful. And to yeah. share that with me as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so that was that was one woman that I always think about. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> and then I've had, um, I've had other women who are recommended by a nurse that I don't, a nurse or a doctor, I don't know who, right. who works in the female cancer clinic mm. at Sussex Hospital mm. somewhere. So I don't know the details, but all I know is we have, um, we have women who have, are recommended by this person mm. that after surgery, they've been told, you've got to use it, otherwise you'll lose it. Right. And they have become kind of cut off from their sexual, from their vaginas, yeah. or their sexual organs, yeah. because it has caused them so much pain, right. and nearly killed them. Yeah. So they've been instructed to come into our shop, get some lube, get a sex toy, mm. 
get some orgasms down and yeah. reconnect with it and that that's is really interesting always yeah. really beautiful you know again almost the same reason as the woman before but these are women who have had a death sentence hanging over them yeah. as well so it's that extra poignancy of the thing that was killing them is now going to give them lots of pressure and yeah, finding that, that relationship that's so interesting yeah you, I guess they've really got to like take ownership of it again and yeah like you say like reconnect that's so cool that the doctor's sending them your way yeah I know I, I don't that. know who this person is yeah. but I need to find out I give them some to... sort of referral scheme yeah. like, this, is, this is good this is good doctoring yeah. <laughs> that's cool yeah and um, then I've got another customer this is my yeah, so this, this, I had two girls come into Taboo. Mm. So Taboo, because it has frosted windows and a, and a doorbell, mm. it is the, a lot more intimate in the mm. shop. You know, often I find myself with the, it's just me and the customer who's just come in. Yeah. You know, that kind of doesn't ever feel busy as such. Um, anyway, so these two girls came in, they're looking around for stuff and, you know, what would you recommend? I'm looking for G-Spot toys. And it just, um, yeah, so this, this girl, she, she was, it must have been 19 or 20. And I suddenly thought that maybe she'd never had sex before. Okay. Uh, I don't know. So when she, she was paying for it, I was saying, so, you know, you need to put batteries in. And when you put it in, you like put it in and out. And right. your G-spot's towards your belly button. Yeah. And her friend laughed and she was like, oh my God, no, she's had sex before. Right. And then she said, um, have you ever heard of FGM? Right. Which I have, which is yeah. female genital mutilation. Yeah. And she said, this is what my friends had. Oh, uh, okay. You know, and the other girl who was buying the sex toy was like, looked slightly bashful. Mm. And uh, she was like, yeah, she's from Sudan. They did that to her, and then the, the friend said, yeah, but they couldn't take my G-spot. Mm. And that's what she wow. was coming in to stimulate. Yeah. And I, I was so kind of taken aback, you know, afterwards I had a million questions, and yeah. I wish I'd got a number, and yeah. I like, can we just go for a coffee? Mm. Can I find out more about this? Mm. But it just took all of my words away, yeah. and, you know, I just, again, that really sticks in my head. It yeah, was one definitely. of my most poignant customers. Wow, yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, and I, I read a really scary statistic that 83% of women in Egypt between the ages of 18 and 50 have had FGM done to them. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah, sobering, sobering Definitely. statistic there. Yeah. Well, like, well done to her for kind of, you know, reaching out to, you know, find alternatives and sort of, you know, because that must be like, so scary you talked earlier about like you know sort of feeling disconnected from like your vagina if something tragic like that happens you know imagine sort of having to then reach out even further and go, and go into a frosted glass shop to like find something specifically to sort of you know get past that it must be really scary so she's super brave yeah yeah cool. and then you know there are there are the, you know there are men who come in as well I mean you know both sex shops it's funny those counters are just like confessionals almost really you know again you find yourself with this person talking about really intimate things mm. so I think a customer would just feel safe and, and mm. talks about things so I know that Tim had one a couple of days ago had one he had a customer I spoke to a guy and, and as they were talking it turned out he had Peyronie's so I don't know if you have no, Peyronie's so Peyronie's I think this is going to become one of our new things right 
because it seems to be one of the things which affects quite a lot of guys in their 40s upwards mm -hmm. who just don't talk about it. Right. So the more and more we're talking about it, we're finding out that people have this thing. So right. basically what it is, it plaques or like areas of scar tissue start forming in the penis and give it bends. Right. And the bend can become really quite acute. So 90%. Mm. So it starts affecting sex life. Right. So you can have uh, pills, you can have injections, or you can have a section of the penis removed on the other side to, like, straighten, to straighten it up. up. Right. But then that'll make the penis much shorter sometimes, right, an inch okay. or so. Yeah. You know, which is which is quite a lot. So mm. it seems that um, it seems to be. Maybe people who have uh, partied a bit seem to be getting in. Okay. You know, maybe, yeah. I mean, very little is known about it. So yeah. I think it's definitely things like nutrition and stuff yeah. like that affect it. Right. But, you know, this guy was like, yeah, literally, I've had Peronis for a while. I've known about it. But the past couple of weeks, my penis has just gone 90%. Right. So I'm incredibly self-conscious about it. Yeah. I'm looking into the surgery. My wife is obviously very scared for me to do that yeah. in case it doesn't work yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so he was coming in to, um, yeah, to get some advice. Mm. So, right. so, you know, we have men coming in as well. Yeah. Talking about, you know, the things that they can't talk about anywhere else. Yeah. Basically. So that's quite an interesting aspect, actually. So we talked about, like, Taboo has, you know, frosted windows and a doorbell to go in. What So my mind says it's quite scary to go in and like you know the, the act of going in seems quite scary but i guess once you're in it also feels like a safe space right Definitely. it's super private and these conversations probably aren't as scary as you know going to a big open window shop you know where there's other people around so that's that's quite an interesting aspect i never thought about definitely and you know the only other port of call is maybe a doctor mm. and i think it's quite a normal thing that people do feel a bit of shame about talking about a doctor you know often it might be a male or female with a um with a doctor of an opposite sex or you just think you know what i just you know, this doctor is not going to be switched on enough to yeah. know about some of the issues that I would need to talk about. And that might apply to, you know, a trans person as well, mm. or, you know, lots of different people. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Thank you. Sounds good. That was really heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs>all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have got out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex jamie on instagram uh, tell your friends about us leave a review on itunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um, yeah really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye